Welcome back to the Dumb and Chase podcast. A lot going on in the world of sports. Uh, we'll start with the uh, recaps of the first few games of the NHL playoffs as well as the NBA playoffs. Uh, we're going to touch on uh, the NFL draft. We'll give uh, our, our first five picks, like a little first-round mock draft. Who's got the potential to be the best player in the 2018 draft class? And then we'll follow that up with uh, Showtime Otani, the Japanese phenom, Babe Ruth-like, uh, his unreal start to the MLB scene. And the dump and chase of the week is going to be the UFC and Conor McGregor. Uh, that whole debacle, what the hell was he thinking? Was it staged? I don't know. Is it time the UFC moves on from Conor McGregor? All right, let's go. All right, Jake, I'm going to begin. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong about the Vegas Golden Knights. They are the real fucking deal. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I picked I picked L.A. in six, and holy hell was I wrong. They look good. Um, they're just good all, just no good all around. No players a year ago. No one. Scratch. No. Uh, Does that not scream, give me a chance? Like, is that a slap in the face to every other GM in the damn NHL? Like, yeah, well, I mean, I, none, of, none of these guys are what can you, can you consider? In your, can you consider anyone on their team a top caliber player, like on any other roster, like before this whole debacle? Before before the season, maybe one, maybe James Neal. Uh, I, other than that, not really. Uh, and then James Neal's not playing first line minutes, was he? No, no, no. He's a second liner, but I mean. Shit, like William Carlson. No, this guy kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, he had some no skill, whatnot, but shit, forty goals, forty plus goals in the regular season. The dude's just unreal. Um, but yeah, I mean, they literally took care of business this this week. Four quick games. Um, they scored a total of what? Uh, two, three, four, five goals, maybe six goals total in four games, and gave up. I don't know, three. I mean, Flurry had a nine seven seven save percentage and a six point six five goals against average. Like that's fucking in- insane. I got the Vegas flu, man. I got the fucking Vegas flu, dude. I think I'm starting to catch it as well. They but they look good. I mean, favored. They're yeah. favorite now. They're co-favorite to win it all. Yeah, they are. Uh, hey, odds that we book a flight to Vegas. Um, if Vegas. If the Golden Knights sweep their their second round and play for the Western Conference title, odds. Oh shit! Uh, Might be kind of a commitment, but holy hell, would that be a party? Damn! I if they get to the conference finals, I'm all for it. Um, You'll be graduated by then, hey? Yeah, I'll be graduated by then. Uh, congrats to your boy. Uh, you know, proving the haters wrong. Um, EP EP Dangle two six went to EP Scholar two six and now EP Podcaster two six. It's been a hell of a ride. Uh, thanks for being are, with me. Here we are. Shark, uh, sharks. Uh, it looks like the sh- the sharks are up one going into the third here. And Anaheim has you know they've given me no reason to believe that they're gonna even make this a series. It looks like it's gonna be a foregone conclusion. It's gonna be a four game sweep, um, which is kind of cool because the only two sweeps that we'll have will be you know in the Pacific. Pacific Division, so both teams will have equal rest. Um, How about so the, 
How about this one? Sharks are in the position to be the first NHL team to clinch a playoff series on the Golf Channel. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Good or bad? The fact that there's NHL games playing on the damn Golf Channel. Like, are you, are you like, are you kidding me, NHL? Like, Batman, wake up. Batman, man. CB, CNBC and USA Networks uh, were the other two channels that were supposed to be airing stuff. But Suits had a 9 p.m. Uh, showing tonight. So that trumped uh, the uh, playoff games as well as CNBC was showing reruns from seven to eight of Shark, of shark Tank. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I'm a fan of Mark Cuban. I'm a fan of Shark Tank, but are are we are we fucking for real? Uh, multi million dollar business in, in NHL. We can't we can't get a we can't get a CNBC slot because they're showing reruns from Shark Tank. That's bad. That's bad. Like, I don't give a shit if this chick made little fucking braids for her Crocs sandals. She can fucking wait. It's playoff hockey time. I, I think NHL's got to figure out their content. They got to get back to ESPN somehow or, or another big-time market. But this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they got to consider some serious TV deals. I know the NBA's got the big freaking money. Not only yeah. would a huge contract. Series, but fuck, yeah. You guys be making they signed a big money. deal with ESPN. They signed a huge deal with ESPN. That's why, you know, player contracts are going up and – it's it's insane, but um, let's just kind of refocus here. Going back to the NHL playoffs, what a surprising story with the Washington Capitals. Um, I, I just kind of want to start with this. They lost the first two games at home in overtime, dominated Columbus. I, I mean, Antti Panarin is a stud. Uh, Chicago misses him dearly. Um, but what what is your take on – the Holtby Grubauer debate. What do you like them going with Grubauer games one and two? Um, you know, Holtby's been their guy in the playoffs the last few years. He's he's proven that he can win. Yeah, he didn't have, you know, a stellar performance and Grubauer played well during the year. But w- what's your thoughts on that? I don't know what Barry Trotz is doing, switching it up mid series. Obviously, they lost two tough ones. In the past, Holtby's been their go to guy. So I can see where it's an experience thing. But realistically, I don't know. He Holby didn't have a fantastic February. He went two five and two. But then again, I don't. Maybe it was just a playoff lack of you know Grubauer's lack of playoff experience. That's literally the only. So thing you're saying you're saying you're saying. So you think the reason they started Grubauer in games one and two is because he wasn't you know he didn't have any type of experience and they kind of wanted to to see what he was capable of. No, absolutely not. I think they're just riding a hot goaltender going into playoffs. That's his, that's what it was. Yeah, and there's no. I mean, I, I I agree with Trotz's decision there. If it's not broke, don't fix it. They're strictly riding a hot goalie going into playoffs. Uh, games one and two clearly didn't bounce their way, so they had to make an adjustment. And I think that's where you're gonna see, you know, the experience of Holby coming. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I was kind of saying, you know, like I said earlier in the earlier podcast, my my roommate's a diehard Caps fan, but we were kind of talking about it and. I just think with, with Braden Holpe's, you know, history in the playoffs, uh, take away the Pittsburgh Penguins series when he, you know, that that's his kryptonite. But when he, when he plays anyone else other than, than uh, Pittsburgh, he's, his stats are fucking incredible. Um, you know, he set a record for, you know, his lowest goals against average um, or, sorry, save percentage in a minimum of 20 starts last year. Um, and he was, what, 34 and 16 this year. Uh, you know, Grubauer was 15 and 10. So small sample size. Uh, 
two Hopi was a two nine nine goals against average to Grubauer's two point three five. So I mean, yeah, that's kind of a big difference, but Hopi played yeah. way more. Games. Yeah, you look at the numbers in games one and two, and you got Washington putting up seven goals, but yet are failing to find a W in both of them. Um, right. I mean, right. Holtby used the Vesna Trophy winner in 2016. Uh, he struggled the second half of this season, um, but still he's got the second-best all-time career postseason save percentage. So that's something where Trotz is maybe just going to throw them in there and give their team new life. And I mean, this, that's what they need. This this, this is – this is just one one knock against Trotz. He hasn't won shit. You know, he's been one of those coaches that, you know, hasn't been able to get over the hump. Um, you know, he's a good coach, don't get me wrong, but you, I think you got to go with Holpe. He's your proven guy. Um, yeah, he hasn't won you anything either, and the Caps haven't been to the conference finals since, you know, two decades. But the, the, when, he's come in, when he's come in in relief for Grubauer after, you know, that brutal start to game two, uh, you know, he let in four in game one, like you mentioned. But yeah. he, he's been steady when he's been in there. Um, you know, he allowed two yesterday. I, I mean, Columbus has had these odd man rushes, and they they're making you put any goal in there, and, and they're making them look silly. It's it's insane. They're they're highlight real goals they've had. Um, a lot of a lot of it has fallen on you know stupid untimely penalties, which which will hurt you. Um, but yeah, it's. It's interesting. Uh, the Caps found new life, though. I think they're going to come back and win that series. Um, but it's all going to depend on how well Holtby plays and if they stay out of the penalty box. Uh, I like that. Other... Take. What about uh, what about this Bruins Toronto series? Uh, you're looking at game two of the Marshawn Bergeron Petranic line putting up 14 points in the seven three win in game two. Uh, too much for Toronto to handle. I, I think so. I think so, Jake. Uh, if if it weren't for Freddie Anderson's save of the year, I don't know if you saw the, the, the save. Paddle save. The paddle oh, save. The paddle save. I was watching that live, and I was I thought it hit the post, and the, and the replay showed it. It was a paddle save. That was that's got to be save of the year, no? Yeah, no. There's no question. I, and especially on the, the magnitude of the game, and it was Pasternak backdoor. Um, <laughs> Pasternak's had nine points the first two games. Dude, that that would have been his fourth. Not sure. Or on his yeah. way to his fourth. Yeah, he had two. He. Freddie Freddie played well. He kept Toronto in. He saved Pasternak on a breakaway earlier in the game. Pasternak hit the post late and then saved him there. Pasternak could have about fourteen points in the series. Um, it's you know they're making it like clockwork. Uh, I don't see this series going any farther than six. Uh, it's you know they're they're like we've mentioned before. They're a wagon. They're so well rounded. Toronto doesn't get that many chances. Um, Matthews is starting to find a rhythm, so we'll see if that can change the series. But I know, love it. All- I love his answer to that post game interview. Basically, hey, uh, you know the first line you guys are going up against there is fourteen points or twenty points in the last two games, and just he goes, yeah, you know, shit happens. That's hockey. Uh, <laughs> you know, we got to come out and be better. But love it, love it. Let's jump over to the West Coast. How many millions of dollars are the Wild in their playoff run here with the injuries? Yeah, it's. I was about to say uh, the Jets are taking advantage of these wild injuries. They're up three one in the series. They're without Suter. They're without Parisi. Uh, who else are they? In? Someone else is injured. Uh, uh, they they're missing. Um, well, Stahl took the chop to the face. Holy hell! Yeah, what the? That was yeah. He got uh, he got, he got a one game suzzy. Yeah, he got a one game suzzy. Um, that was dirty. Um, you know, probably won't have any impact on the series. 
Uh, you know, the Jets have some solid forwards. It's been a weird, weird series, honestly. It's been kind of boring to watch. But, yeah, the, the Wild are pretty much finished. They're, they're about one nail away from getting their coffin buried. Um, but, you know, who does look like the real deal is Nashville. They're loaded. Um, making quick work of Colorado. Uh, they're up 3 nothing. about to go up 3-1 in the series tonight. That Forsberg goal, game one. That dude, guy oh is odd. Nasty. Backhand. <laughs> backhand through the legs. Then puts it through, through. the D-man's legs with a quick. I don't know if it was right. Barry. I think it might have been Barry's legs as well, and then under the arm of um, Bernier. But it was that was that was a you know highlight of the night type highlight real goal. It was phenomenal. Um, he had, yeah, even but, had another. He even had another sweet one tonight. He out muscled. Uh, I don't know who it was, and just fought him off, and then shelved one. He's he's unbelievable. I mean, what what a giveaway for Washington to get rid of him, right? I mean, in hindsight, yeah, that that was brutal. But imagine if, you know, granted, if they had Forsberg, they probably wouldn't have Oshie right now. But that's true. Uh, who gives a shit? It's he's he's unbelievable. Holy man! The biggest storyline for me is the one series that I thought was going to go seven is probably going to be done in five. Uh, holy shit! The the Pittsburgh Penguins train is moving, and I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Crosby's- I thought Philly. I thought Philly had a comeback there. Um, I mean, they put up, they flipped the first game two, game two, but yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, I don't, I don't know. They scored what one goal at home. I think they got outscored nine to one at home. Um, Crosby's tied for first right now with Pasternak nine point is, you know, he's, <laughs> that team is so deep. They're, um, they're so used to Matt, winning in the playoffs too. It's sick. Matt Murray's playing well. That dude gets hot. Watch out. I mean, I think everybody wants to see the Caps, Pens, you know, round three, three times in, in a row here, um, back to back to back. Uh, but, you know, Washington's got to get out of their first round series, which isn't going to be easy after they put themselves in a hole. Yeah. Um, but just, just based on the first round, Jake, um, you know, who do you see? Do you want to change anything? Um, are you want to, are you sticking with your picks? Um, I still like the Boston pick. I think they look great. I'm favored in them. I cannot wait to see. I'm I'm just going off of assumptions here with Nashville moving on and the Jets moving on. I can't wait for the Winnipeg and Nashville series. I think that's going to be the one of the best in the West. Um, yeah, for the entire playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I honestly I I can honestly say I think that's. Um, unless Vegas puts up a huge statement second round and wins it in five or less, I think that Nashville Jets is basically the Western Conference Championship. Hot yeah, take, for sure. Maybe. Uh, yeah, but that might be a bit of a hot take. I mean, with how well Vegas and San Jose have looked, I, I don't think you can overlook them. Um, that's going to be a really, you know, tight, tight scoring series. I think it's going to be another low scoring affair. Um, if Mark Andre Fleury. If Mark Andre Fleury can play like it can play like that. Uh, I mean, I don't see a team beating Vegas to be honest. Um, I, I don't necessarily think I'm going to change my pick as of right now, but you know, we both have the Vegas flu. Uh, I'm sticking with Nashville. Um, you know, to hoist it at the at the end of the day. But uh, it's been a, it's been a really good first few games. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how these series is finish. Uh, but but let's let's transition here. Let's talk NBA playoffs. Um, 
probably the biggest storyline so far the first round has been was was Cleveland's poor performance in game one mm-hmm. uh, where they where they got routed by Indiana um, Victor Oladipo is you know he's he's shown that why he's the most improved player in the league uh, kind of single-handedly took over that game um, what, what were your thoughts on the the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, struggles in game one um, you know what when LeBron James is scoring your first 16 points of the game, uh, that's a statement in itself. I believe that. Well, yeah, you, saw, you saw Ty Lue call him out. He said, you know, he needs a better start from LeBron. And you know what LeBron said? He, and he said, answered. He, I'll tell you. Fuck you. Nobody calls me out. I'm the fucking king. Um, I love his response, and- too, to the question. He, he's like, uh, he goes, basically his answer was, Oh no, I you know I've been down three one before. Like, two losing two games is nothing. Or I can't remember how he phrased, but I'm like, oh. My. I think it was I think it was along the lines was lines of I come back from down three one. Um, yeah, I'm not really a guy who should be talking about you know ad- adversity being down in a series. Yeah, just the guy's a machine. He's gonna he's an absolute fucking monster. I wouldn't want to be yeah. one on Indiana because. Dude, they would show they would show highlights of LeBron dunking slow mo, and the dude just glides through the air. It's it's poetry in motion. It's incredible. He's you know 15 years now in the league, and the dude is as, it's as if uh, it's, he's gotten better every damn year. It doesn't even make sense. I, I want to know what him. I want to know what LeBron and Tom Brady are drinking. We um, we talked about it. Was like some of that. Like LeBron takes so much heat, but the guys genuinely like. You see all the controversy in sports of guys getting caught on PEDs or getting caught off the field, off the court issues. Like LeBron, has he really fucked up or done anything like wrong? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, he stole the barbershop show. Apparently, um, he he, uh, he hijacked that from from someone. He, he kind of Zuckerberged him and Facebooked him there. Um, but you know, other than that. Uh, and maybe the decision show in 2010, you can't really knock the guy for anything. He, other than him, you know, having a couple glasses of vino at night and, you know, he, he probably hasn't gotten laid since he entered zero dark 30. But other than that, the guy's the most dominant NBA player that we've seen in our lifetime. And I think he's the best basketball player to ever walk this earth. Um, you know, Jordan was great, but but I just think LeBron is just so much more dominant. How about uh, uh, hey? How about the Boston Celtics? I know I'm I'm I have a boner for Boston sports right now, but how about the Celtics? Uh, are you surprised uh, in the yeah. performance that you've seen? No, I mean I picked the Celtics to win the series. Um, <laughs> but do without I, Gordon Hayward I, or Kyrie? Yeah, I I still think they have depth, and it just shows you how fucking bad the Milwaukee Bucks are. Holy shit, they have one player. Um, the Greek freak, and then you got you know Eric Bledsoe calling out Terry Rozier, even though Terry Rozier's whooping his ass this series. It's he just doesn't know when to take his medicine. It's kind of why he left, uh, you know, left Phoenix. I mean, they he didn't even want to be there. Why would you want a guy like that on your team? The Bucks fucking blow. Uh, the the series that I'm looking forward to, um, is that Jazz Thunder series. Uh, the, the Donovan Mitchell, uh, Russell Westbrook matchup. Um, that one's going to go seven. That's, uh, that's, that's really, that's good TV right there. Um, 
you know, Paul George took over game one, vintage Paul George. But, yeah, I, I think that series is huge. Um, probably one of the most surprises so far uh, is the Pelicans. They're they're sneaky good. John Rondo, resurrecting from yeah. the dead. Dude, he is, he is filthy. I mean, you saw this last year in Chicago. They were up 2-0 as an eight seed over the Celtics, and he, he fractures his, his hand or his wrist, and he couldn't even play, and, and they lose four straight. So it just shows you kind of how valuable he actually is, especially when he's got pieces around him. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis is, is a monster. Um, but, that yeah, it's they, they look good. And, and CJ, if CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are going to shoot under 30% again, this series is going to be quick. Um, I mean, yeah, my, dealing my, two in Portland, to too. That's what's that? There's, they stole two in Portland. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah. That's some Columbus Blue Jacket shit right there. Yeah. What? Uh, Rockets making quick, quick work of the Wolves. They're up in that series, two not then. Even though the, the Rockets aren't even playing well. I mean, at one point tonight, Harden was two of 19 from shooting. Um, and they were still up 23. Uh, that shows you their depth, and you know it shows you how far away the Wolves actually still are. It's um, it's honestly so sad. Hey, let's touch on the uh, the Warriors series. They're up two rip. They're looking like the vintage Warriors, like themselves. Um, but talk to me about San Antonio and Kawhi Leonard. What what's his deal, man? What's explain the whole situation and your take on that? Kawhi is one of those quiet guys. Uh, when he's playing, he's you know top five, top six guy in the NBA. But he's had that quad injury. Um, you know, Tony Parker kind of had a similar one, and and he's been calling him out. Ginobili's kind of been calling him out, and it was kind of like a pop pops. You know, he's done it in the past. It kind of gets in gets in your head and it makes you want to come back faster. But Kawhi's basically said, fuck you, fuck San Antonio. I've had it here. He butts heads with Popovich a lot. Um, you know, in a, in a press conference, Popovich just said the other day, he loves LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, the guy does everything the right way. You know, he fights for his teammates. He's always there for them. And it was kind of a knock at Kawhi, who's, who's – Hasn't really been with San Antonio. Saying, the uh, CBS was saying how they he hasn't responded in weeks to the Spurs. Yeah, so he's he's basically been in New York. Um, this this is this is kind of it's the Kawhi Leonard era in San Antonio is definitely over. Um, he's got a year left on his contract, so they can basically trade him. You know, he kind of has you know a blessing of where he he can pick to get traded due to that. Um, but Pop referred to, referred to him um, when they asked about him. He said, "I don't know. You can contact his people." Um, like that's so not that good. Situation, that situation is just a shit show. But you know what? It's going to have big implications on where LeBron James signs next summer if the Cavs do not win it this year. That's something to follow. Um, but yeah, that's that series has been, you know, a lopsided affair. Um, San Antonio's, they're not going to be good after this. After this season, I don't see them coming back. You know, they're going to lose Ginobili and Parker. and It'll hit the rebuilding phase for Pop. Um, but how about probably the most intriguing series, Philadelphia-Miami. That series is knotted up at one. Uh, Joel Embiid has yet to play a game, and he's kind of frustrated because he feels that, you know, he let his city down. But who knows? He might suit up. 
Um, the Sixers shot the lights out in game one, but game two was all D Wade. Let's go. I love the I love what he's just the stare down to Kevin Hart and then AI response. Oh my god, that was unreal. You're a bad man. You see Gabrielle's uh Gabrielle Union's tweet after uh after the game. What was it? Uh she tweeted uh now come on home baby i got something for you hashtag grown as fuck um i mean that just leads us all to believe we know if you've been following the gabrielle union d wade uh relationship uh you know she likes to toss some salad it's it's been publicly announced she she likes to do some trombone stuff how does it publicly get out that you're into giving rumors how does that get out? I mean, does she express? You know what? Out? If you want, if you want something to get out, Jake, it's gonna get out. Um, we've we've seen it? this. Did she want? That? She definitely wanted that. I, she's, you know, she's one of those. I don't know. She's kind of like a Aisha Curry. She loves being in the the Twitter limelight. Um, personally, I I think you know, their Twitter fingers can kind of, you know, stick to cut that. I don't want to get anything racist here. Yeah, um, no, that's that's just D Wade. You know, if you get my drift, he's making all the plays. He's he, that's like Gabriella. That's a steal. That's a breakaway jam on the on damn the, on the comeback. Let's go. <laughs> all right, NFL drafts coming up in in two weeks. Here, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of debate on who's going to go one. Uh, will it be a quarterback? Will it be a running back? Um, so we got our mock drafts for you. Um, I'll start with mine. Uh, you know, Cleveland's got the first overall pick. And, you know, I, I don't think they can fuck this one up. Um, but it looks like they're probably going to take a quarterback. So I got Sam Darnold from USC going one. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Giants do at two. They'll kind of dictate the rest of the draft. But I think... You know, I personally think what they should do is they should take a quarterback. You know, Saquon Barkley lit up the combine. He'll be there. But I just think Manning's probably got two or three good seasons left. You know, you draft someone like I got Rosen, um, Josh Rosen going at two from UCLA. I, I just think you can make it into like a Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre type thing where you sure. sit, he sits behind him for a couple years. Um, so I got Rosen at two. Then here's here's where things get a little – Interesting. This is my hot take. The Jets traded up to the number three pick. They're t- they have to quarterback. I, no, I I got them taking Baker Mayfield at three. Wow. Um, everyone's hyped on that Josh Allen. Um, you know, I I just don't I just don't see it. Um, a dude who has been inaccurate in college. Uh, if if you're inaccurate in college, you can't be accurate in the pros. Baker's just, you know, he's he's a Big Twelve guy, gunslinging league. Um, he lit up Alabama for about three quarters in the uh, college football playoff. Uh, the dude plays with so much passion. I, I think he's well suited for New York. Not necessarily Giants spotlight, but the Jets at the very least. Um, the, he just he's a warrior. I, I, that's what I want in my quarterback. You think Baker he, goes that high, huh? I do. So I got Darnold one, Rosen two, Baker three. And then I think Cleveland comes in here. Um, he's kind of a safer pick. I got Saquon Barkley going four. Uh, the dude's an absolute, small, think- absolute animal. So 
So they're gonna get they're gonna get in my mock draft they'll get a quarterback, which which was what they need, and then a solid running back. They got they got Landry in the offseason. They got Gordon coming back off of his you know his rehab stint. Um, they they got weapons. Uh, their offense isn't gonna be the question if Sam Darnold pans out. Um, you know it's gonna be the defense, but you know they haven't been that bad defensively. And then at the fifth pick, I got. It's Denver's pick, but I think the Bills are going to trade up for that five spot. Um, I know they just got A.J. McCarron. They got rid of Tyrod Taylor. Um, who knows? A.J. McCarron might be the guy, but I still think they drafted quarterback to push him a little bit, and this is where I think Josh Allen goes number five. Uh, so I got the Darnold. Cleveland up. I got the Bills trading up for five. So I got Cleveland at one with Darnold, Giants at two with Rosen, Jets at three with Mayfield, four Cleveland with Saquon Barkley and five bills trade up to five and they get Josh, Josh Allen. Two questions for you. Sports center was all over it today. Um, Patriots quarterback, Tom Brady has not committed to the 2018 season. Do you see the Patriots? If they get um, word that Tom Brady's not coming back, do you think it's an option for them to try to trade up Um you know, top 10, maybe even top five, six picks to try to snake quarterback. All right. So basically, basically uh, the, the Patriots have been in the news lately for a lot of things. There's been reports that they're eyeing Lamar Jackson. Um, the Patriots do have two first round picks right now. So they could use that as, um, as trade bait. But uh, I think it's definitely a possibility Brady, like you said, he hasn't, you know, announced that he's coming back. But, but with the draft so close, um, you know, so close, it's it's going to be tough for them to base it off that because Brady has pretty much all summer; he can do whatever he wants. Um, but with with them recently um, reporting that they're eyeing Lamar Jackson, that that changes a lot of things. It could be a, a tactic to force other teams to play their hand and whatnot, but. Right now, the Patriots have two picks in the first round. They got the 31st overall pick mm-hmm. and the 23rd overall pick. So the 23rd overall pick might be able to get you a quarterback. It's not going to get get you one of the so-called elite talents, you know, the top four guys. But um, you got two first-round picks. That, that That's ammo enough to trade up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a possibility. Okay. Um, I got I got a one question for you, Evie. Um, I think this is the first year in a long time where we we're gonna see quarterbacks heavy drafted early. Um, with that being said, in the 2018 season, how many rookie quarterbacks do you think see the field? Um, I'm, I want to do a little bet with you. Do you, you. Would you take over or under two quarterbacks starting this season? So at any point in the season or on week, week one. one, sorry, week one, week one, I will take, I'll take the under, you're going to take the under, I'm going to take the under. I think we've seen this a lot recently um, where quarterbacks have been rushed into the scene and it's, it's been bad, uh, but I totally get it. You know, it's, it's a business uh, coaches jobs are at stake. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of tough. Cause if you look at the Sam Darnold situation, he goes to Cleveland. Yeah. They could start Tyrod Taylor, uh, you know, week one, but 
there's so much pressure on Hugh Jackson right now. The dude's what one in thirty one in the last two seasons. So if you throw Darnold into the fire and, and they only win three games or four games, you know Hugh Jackson's gone, and, and, that, and he's got to go. To counter that, he's got to go exactly quarterback change. Gonna, that's exactly why I think they're going to go Tyrod Taylor week one. Yeah, so I, that that leads me to take the under. Um, you know, one one thing to keep in mind here, um, Derek Carr. He's gone through three quarterback changes now, um, or at least three offensive quarterback changes, two coaches. It's it's kind of tough for a quarterback to keep switching coaches like that and or coordinators. Um, so it's really hard um, for me to believe that, you know, Rosen will start week one if he goes to the Giants. Um I think McCown will start for the Jets. He had a pretty solid year last year. And they could, you know, whoever they pick, whether it's Baker, Allen, or Jackson. Sorry, cut that. Whoever they pick, um, Baker, Allen, or Jackson, you know, can can sit behind uh, McCown. So, yeah, I'm going to take the under. And it, it might only be one, honestly. Take, all right, here's why I'll take the over at two. I think you're going to see – I think you're going to see two quarterbacks start week one, and I'm I'm going to label it Baker Mayfield at three to the Jets and Lamar Jackson either to Arizona or the Buffalo Bills. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, Arizona's, Arizona's another team that needs a quarterback. You're right yeah, as well. Buffalo traded up 21 to 12. Um, I, I, I don't think we're going to see Lamar Jackson that early round of, or that early flurry of, you know, Cleveland, Denver, um, the yeah. Jets and the Giants. I, I do think quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three. Um, but I think, I, I think that honestly, I'm, I'm kind of high on Josh Allen. He's in my opinion, the most athletic out of the whole entire class. Um, you know, you you got a, a Cleveland team who passed on Wentz and Deshaun Wentz, or you got a Cleveland team who's passed on Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson um, in back-to-back drafts. So a lot of pressure on them to get it right, but I think they go Josh Allen one. Um, and then at two, the Jets, or I'm sorry, the Giants will go Sam Darnold. Okay. And then All right. at three, Baker Mayfield. And I think he'll... I I think Baker will be the the week one starter for the Jets. I could see it. I I I could see it, but I also think McCown's going to start week one. Um, Baker said that he'd be fine with sitting behind a quarterback. You know, he's obviously probably going to say that so he can get drafted a little higher. Right. But I think something that is could be overlooked here, and you know, my mock draft, you know, is different than yours and different than a lot of people. But that Bradley Bradley Chubb out of NC State. Um, that dude's an absolute animal. Like he has the potential to be, uh, you know, a pro bowler uh, in his first two years. Um, he could throw a wrench into this draft. The Giants have worked him out a few times. Um, you know, they could easily take him at two. They got rid of Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, so it's I, it's, it'll be vertically. He could alter the first round for sure, and it might not. It might not end up going quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. But, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of things coming in the NFL drafts. Um, you know, we'll, we'll keep you 
updated because we're gonna we're gonna come out with our final mock drafts next week. Uh, but l- well, let's switch gears here to the Japanese phenom Shohei Itani. Showtime. Showtime. Uh, the AL Player of the Week last week, Jake. Uh, you know he's he was two and zero. He's two and one now. Tough outing the other night against Boston, but he is batting three sixty seven with three bombs. Uh, homered in back-to-back games last week while also uh, pitching a 12-strike uh, a 12-strike outing against Oakland and getting the win. Uh, the dude's doing it all. He's hitting. Uh, he's getting extra base hits, and he's just throwing absolute filth at the plate. To counteract you, though, in his third start, uh, his fastball wasn't working. Uh, his off-speed wasn't working. Pulled after two innings, 66 pitches because of a fucking blister. Uh, is he coming? Hey, those hurt. Hey, hurt? hey, don't, don't, don't be undermining blisters. Those fucking hurt. <laughs> it, was about, it had to be on his throwing hand, right? I mean, it, either that or, or, his, or his planting foot. Plantar fasciitis right in the foot. Mark Hyde's got it. Mark Hyde. Shout out Mark Hyde taking a fucking heater to the groin in softball. Sneaky Pete, shout out. Yeah, so that guy's taking over the face of the MLB. Um, but, yeah, his rough outing, it was against the Red Sox, you know, the, one of the best teams in baseball. So, you know, we got to ease him into the MLB a little bit. We can't be, you know, we can't be facing those tough opponents here. We need, we need, to, get the, we need to get the hype up a little more. Um, but, yeah, this dude can bat, which is insane. It's, it's actually probably one of the cooler things I've seen in sports in you you know, don't the past, Literally, past few you don't years. See it. You know, you don't see it. I don't think. You know, he might transform it, even though he is from Japan. Um, you know, it's it's really tough to make the majors in the U.S. So you see why they stick to one one position only, um, either pitching or hitting or, or even fielding. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of cool because if he, you know, say he sucks at pitching, uh, they'll just let him, they'll just put him at a DH role and he can hit. And if he just sucks at hitting, then you know they'll they'll just focus him on his pitching. So it's literally it's win, win win for Showtime. It's a win win for baseball, and it's a win win for the Angels. Uh, but all right, dump and chase of the week, Ock. We got Connor McGregor being an absolute idiot. Uh, apparently, uh, somebody in his posse was getting chirped. So he boarded a plane and he flew to New York. Uh, they were at, I think it was the Barclays Center uh, in Brooklyn. And the, the, the dude he's fighting. Um, oh, God, I couldn't even tell you the dude he's fighting. He's supposed to be fighting him. But he's in, a, he's in basically a, a condensed coach bus, a little fancy, uh, one of those little hotel, um, you know, hotel buses that'll, that'll take you to and from uh, the airport. But he... He threw one of those, you know, when you're at the uh, the carnival, they got those metal little, it looks like you can hook your bike up to it, but it just kind of coordinates the line. Uh, he picked one of those up and rifled it through the, the side window where, where Buddy was sitting and had gashed him. He was bleeding from the face. Connor wasn't done. He threw, I don't know, a, a metal chair through the windshield of the, of the bus. The bus driver got, you know, hurt. And he he eventually got arrested. Um, uh, this this being an absolute meltdown for McGregor, but I absolutely love it, man. I love I, I had no problem with it. 
I just think he's just a fucking clown. He just showboats and he thinks his shit doesn't smell. I, I uh, think you're wrong. Dana White is wrong. Commissioner Dana White even said this is bullshit. You know, it's, uh, this is not definitely not staged. Um, this is really bad for the UFC. Uh, he's he's pissed at Connor. You know, I've never been a I've never been a Connor McGregor fan. I think he's just a cock. Um, I loved when Nate Diaz, you know, choked him out, even though he got you know the best of Nate round two. But I, that'd be cool to see a round three Diaz and McGregor. I don't think we'll see it. But uh, how cool would that be if Mayweather? He's been testing. You know, he's he's definitely not going to come out of retirement to box. But he, I think he's he's talking about joining the the octagon and, and doing UFC. That'd be that would be something to see him him switching over there, to the UFC. There's no way. I, I think there's no way unless the guy's going hey, broke. Hey, you say you say there's no way, but when somebody dangles 150 million dollars in your face, you know to run around the octagon, uh, you put a little training on. You put a little training in. But he's uh, you a boxer. Up, you Vaseline up your eyes, and you you know you, you take an ass beating because 150 million bucks, win or lose. That's fucking gold. Uh, I mean, man, you have to remember though, he's strictly boxing. He's never done jujitsu. He's never done any sort of ground game. Um, I'm sure he's never taken a knee to the face, an elbow to the face. It's a lot easier of a transition to go from MMA to boxing because obviously it's incorporated in the sport itself. Um, I think that would be a bad, bad business move for Mayweather if if he decided to go that route and take on McGregor in the octagon, McGregor would have his way with him. He'd be fucking rinsed within the first round. Um, <laughs> this Hey, hold, hold up, hold up. All right. Explain your business decision, business, business decision. I would, I would argue that it's actually a good business decision because Mayweather's, you know, he's been, he's been prone to, to spending his, his cash. You know, he's opened up his strip club to help, you know, get some funds back. But, a hundred say it's 150 million say that's the purse a business decision says hey go get your fucking teeth kicked in um let mcgregor shit pump you around the ring and you know ice bath for a week straight and lay in bed and and watch whatever it is you watch ballers or billions and yes business business decision if you're strictly chasing the money yes you can pay just about anyone 200 150, 300, however many millions of dollars to go, okay, yep, you're going to go fight fucking McGregor at this weight, which McGregor's probably going to have weight uh, demands because he came down, he, he, the whole glove issue, the whole weight issue, um, I don't see McGregor doing it again unless he competes at the weight he wants, which is, I believe, 145, um, which is probably heavier than what Mayweather was fighting at. Um, yeah, so you could pay anyone that much money to go get the shit kicked out of him, but Floyd Mayweather is an ego guy. He's, he's built his whole career off his ego being the money team, being the best ever. Uh, I don't think he can take a loss on his record. Granted, it wouldn't be boxing, um, but I just don't think he he's perfect. He's Mr. Perfect, and I don't think he wants that on his, on his, under his belt. I, I mean... Yeah, he is Mr. Perfect. Um, I'll, I'll give you that. But he's Mr. Perfect in his profession of boxing. Um, you know, I, I feel like you'll hit a certain age, Jake. 
and you know me too where you're gonna you're gonna probably do something you're probably gonna do something to to get some money so i could see him entering the octagon um but honestly back to the whole boss debacle i i honestly don't have a problem with it obviously dana white's got to put his his face on and say that's bad for the sport going back to the uh, the entire New York bus incident thing where he absolutely threw a missile through the side of the bus window. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a problem with it because Connor has prided himself on being an Irish thug, on being an Irish fighter. He grew up relatively poor um, in a blue-collar family, uh, really came from nothing. And, you know, you, you hear it in his press conferences, you hear it um, – in his weigh-ins and all the, the shit leading up, the 24-7s leading up to the fights, he doesn't give a fuck about nothing. And I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and, and that literally goes to show. He threw a freaking chair or a, a, a fucking whatever it was, a bike rack or whatever. Well, I mean, well, that is absurd. It's just absurd. And it, it really yeah. backs up his entire motive of not really giving a fuck. So... I didn't have a problem. Yeah. No, I mean, it's you know, it, it's one of those publicity stunts, in my opinion. He he wants to get back in the news. He loves he loves being in the spotlight, and we'll, we'll kind of see what goes from here. But uh, you know, it's gonna be interesting. Is he gonna put the gloves on and go boxing, or is he gonna go back to the octagon? But we haven't seen the last of Conor McGregor. Uh, but that that does it for us um, in today's podcast. Uh, a lot happening. Uh, the NHL playoffs are, are ramping up here. Some series are ending. Uh, NBA playoffs. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see who, who goes seven and, and who, who gets the clean sweep. Uh, we'll, we'll give you our mock drafts next week. And we'll be back uh, analyzing our next dump and chase. Peace. They gon' tell the story. Shit was different with me. God's plan. God's plan. I hold back, sometimes I won't, yeah. I feel good, sometimes I don't, hey, yeah. I finesse down Western Road, hey, next Might go down to G-O-D, yeah, wait I go hard on Southside G, yeah, wait I make sure that Northside E And still